Pastor, and you're here for the first edition of Tragedy Tuesdays, which is kind of like a mini episode that we're doing in off weeks between our major disasters. Uh, my name is Peter. I'm here with my co-host Lee. Hi. And today Lee's going to be telling us our first Tragic Tuesday story. I'm going to take the lead on this one. Yep. So let's see how this goes. Yep. So today, uh, oh, and I should say, like, I'm sort of the, I'm like a musically uh, inclined kind of person. Yeah. Like, music is very important to me. So a lot of mine, my uh, Tragedy Tuesdays will be uh, musically themed. Yeah, he's, he's selling himself short. He's kind of like an encyclopedia for musical knowledge. And it well, kind of make me embarrassed every time I tell you something. You know. I'll always be like, hey, do you know this? And you're like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and here's an essay about the rest of the story you didn't know. <laughs> As if. But I'll give you an essay. I'll give you an essay right now. All right, let's hear uh, it. We're going to learn about Craig Smith. Oh, snap. Who? Who's that? <laughs> A.K.A. Matreya Kali. Oh, still don't know. Uh-huh. And how we went from A to B. All right. So who's that? Who is that? Who's that? Who's, who's that? Craig Vincent Smith. Okay. Born April 25th, 1945. Okay. In Los Angeles, Studio City, California. Mm -hmm. The uh, City of Angels. Exactly. And musicians. And let's see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, typical sort of American boy. Um, he was class president yep. in high school. Okay. Gymnastics team. All right. Um, kind of an achiever. A bit of an achiever, yeah. Yeah. Not an overachiever. No valedictorians. No. No. But so he achieved. He, yeah. He, he got achieved. to a level. Exactly. Gotcha. He was in there. Yeah. So at some point, I didn't really get any hard information on this, but I'm assuming in his teenage years, he started to play the guitar okay. and become interested in music. Right. Uh, primarily via folk music. Okay. Which was... Nobody's perfect. <laughs> quite popular at the time with the kids. I right. think it was sort of even more so than rock and roll. Okay. Sort of... Uh, maybe the first example of, you know, if you want to be a musician, you don't have to learn to read music. You don't have to go to school. Okay. Here's a guitar, learn some chords, write some words on, and you know, there you go. Right, right. right. You're Joan Baez. <laughs> You're Joni Mitchell. So, um, so that was his, uh, his inspiration at yep. the time. Uh, so we're talking 1963, June, okay. he graduates high school. Yeah. And turns down a number of offers from colleges okay. in order to pursue a career in the entertainment industry. So he's all in. He's all in. Wow. And, and it's not uh, like he didn't have options. Like this, is, he knew that this is what he wanted to do. Exactly. It wasn't like, it, well, it wasn't, I guess I'll try music. Exactly. Yeah. I think he's pretty passionate. Wow. Uh, at the time, this would not be so much of a disappointment to his parents. Right. Uh, Which was my first thought, having a, <laughs> like a new son. <laughs> right, Hey, right. Dad, I want to be a musician. Like, uh, uh -huh. You poor, poor sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more of a, the idea of this starving artist and, right. and just sort of doing it for the music. Yeah. That came a little later. Okay. At the time, I think it was more of an ambitious, like, let's make some hits. Right, Let's yeah. be successful. So yeah. it was... I think like a pretty valid career choice. Right, like right. I'm uh, an accountant. Yeah. I work in construction and I'm an entertainer. So not to say that it's not valid now. But oh, I guess. it's still valid. And that still obviously is a driving force for totally. lots of music. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, know, I know what you're saying. It's like you can categorize it with a lot of like doctor, lawyer, entertainer. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. <clears throat> if you have the goods, go yeah. for it. Yeah. So that's what he did. So uh, August 63, yeah. shortly after, Craig Smith is recruited by two gentlemen, uh, Michael Storm and Tom Drake. Oh, to, yeah. 
I never heard of them. Yeah, them. No. <laughs> to join the Good Time Singers. Okay. And they were a band formed to replace the new Christy Minstrels. <laughs> <laughs> God. What is this? Everything stuff? is so cyclical. Oh, I know. That makes me think of like, th- like back to like first grade when I kept hearing about like New Kids on the Block. Yeah. Then like. Backstreet Boys come along to dethrone them, yep. and then NSYNC comes along to take... <laughs> it's all, it's the, all same. the same. Just the haircuts change, and then they don't. They become the same again. And the beats, man. And the beats. <laughs> the beats got sicker. So we're placing new Christy Mitzels on uh, the Andy Williams show. Okay. Andy, Andy Williams was kind of a Perry Como, uh, Dick Clark kind of character, like okay. a real wholesome dad... Uh, Type right, and right. His show was sort of a very much of the time, like a, a, a sketch comedy slash musical showcase, like a variety show, basically. Gotcha. And they were the band, yeah, Good Time Singers, who backed him up. So I, I saw one clip on YouTube, like yeah. they're they're all driving around in a jalopy and like let's go camping, and they oh, I pile see. Okay. out and they sort of sing a song about it. Actually, Craig Smith has a few lines. Okay, and so so he's in there and. Um, so picture like so he's he's got the goods he's got the chops mm-hmm. he can sing and mm-hmm. he looks like Matt Damon basically like, okay so he's got the he's the package yeah yeah he's right perfect awesome so good time what singers. can possibly go wrong uh, it's going good so far yeah nothing but promise yep so good time singers yep they release uh, two albums okay one in January '64 another one later that year October okay uh, they tour uh, in the between the two albums right. Uh, in the States, maybe Canada too. Okay. Um, at this point, uh, Craig Smith is also really in earnest starting to write songs. Right. Uh, by that, I mean to, to, to solicit to other artists. Um, oh, okay. So he wrote a song called Christmas Holiday, uh, which Andy, Andy Williams himself recorded. Oh, nice. So right away, he's sort of established himself as... Um, the talent, right. like the singer, yeah. the guitar player, yeah. but he can also write songs. Interesting, because a lot of times that goes the other way. Yeah, like exactly. you, you get like songwriters for other people that then go on to be the artists themselves. Like I'm thinking of particularly Our Lady, uh, Lady Gaga. Our Lady of Gaga. Our Lady of Gaga. That's that would have been funnier if I had said that. In the first place. <laughs> you know, I'll, but I'll I think help you. I think she uh, she wrote for Britney Spears at least, uh, maybe some other people. Right, but then she kind of. Took off on her own career. Yeah. So it's and interesting like, that he kind of like... He Timbaland sp- did the same thing. Yep. And, and yeah, a lot of... So yeah, so he was sort of... Flipped it around. It, flipped it around. Yeah. And at, at such a young age, I would I would think that would be... He would be, you know, noticed. Yeah, right. Like, like, check out this kid, like a bit of a prodigy. Yeah. So, um, Good Time Singers, uh, after, shortly after their second album, they disband. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, Craig Smith unsuccessfully auditions for the Monkees. Oh, Okay. You may be familiar with. I do love the monkeys. We all hey, love hey, them. They're hey, the hey, they're the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't get that, but he no. successfully auditions for an ABC TV show called The Happeners. The Happeners? Remember that? Uh, I think I missed that one. Yeah, everyone did because they didn't pick it up. Oh, <laughs> so it wasn't happening? It wasn't happening oh. for The Happeners. But apparently it was supposed to be a show about uh, these... Folk music uh, musicians in New York City. Right. And they're sort of everyday foibles and... Trying to cash in on the monkeys phenomenon? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> or maybe more the Bob Dylan phenomenon or right, something. Right, right. You know, they're folkies. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm picturing some musical numbers thrown into the into the mix yeah, right, as right. well. Yeah, right, right. So ABC decides not to pick up the pilot. Uh, but 
the silver lining from that Happeners uh, experience was yeah. uh, one of his co-stars, a guy by the name, the name of Chris Ducey, is okay. also musical musically inclined. Right. So they decide to team up as Chris and Craig. Okay. So they get an apartment together and they begin writing songs. Wait, is this where CNC Music Factory comes from? <laughs> no, I don't know. Let's find out. All right. <laughs> what was there? Is that Good Vibrations? No, that's Marky Mark. Oh Marky no, you're Marsh. right. You're right. They were. Uh, they were uh, something. Dun. Got the power. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Clearly, not them though. Not them. Not so much. Okay. Uh, See, this is what I'm saying. CNC. I don't know anything about music. <laughs> <laughs> different CNC. Okay. Different CNC. So uh, shortly after they begin uh, performing together, they're signed to Capitol Records. Hmm. Not too shabby. Not bad at all. Uh, so they, be- they start to record a number of demos throughout the summer of 1966. Okay. Now, it's around this time that they get noticed by one Mike Nesmith, or Nesmith. Hmm. Okay. Who's that? He's part of the group we talked about, the Monkees. Hey. And, hey, uh, they're the monkeys. Hey, the monkeys, and he's uh, actually pretty uh, successful in his own right. So, okay. do a little uh, ten-second sidebar on Mike Naismith. Let's do it. His mother invented liquid paper, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, which went on to become a multi-million-dollar uh, company. Right. right. Like he he was heir to the liquid paper <laughs> fortune, which he inherited in 1980 to okay. the sum of 43 million dollars. All right. So that's all right. Yeah. Uh, he also was a successful songwriter himself mm-hmm. after after leaving the Monkees. Right. And um, in 1980 or so, he he produced a, a television show called Pop Clips okay. for Nickelodeon. Right. Which was, he then sold to Time Warner. Okay. Which they then developed into MTV. Huh. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is, without Whiteout, uh, we never would have had MTV. Exactly. You can draw a line and then from you can white it to MTV. and then you and then you can white and it out. You can white it out. <laughs> <laughs> or draw a line and white out. So he sounds like a pretty successful monkey. So he's not doing too bad. But at this point he's still in the monkeys. Right. And the monkeys are a going concern. Right. They're doing well. Yep. So he's kind of got some some sway, yep. some pull. So he sees these guys, Chris and Craig, and he's he's knocked out. He thinks they're the next big thing. Right. So he kind of takes them on a, his wing. As a sort of bona fide manager, mentor, mm-hmm. they're rehearsing at his house yeah. and he's, you know, helping them out. Uh, so Chris and Craig, they start as a two-man acoustic act. Uh, mm-hmm. Eventually, they sort of get fleshed out into an electric a guitar playing yeah. band. Yeah. Uh, once they secure a permanent lineup, they change the name to Penny Arcade. Okay. A-R-K. A-D-E. You got to have something. You got to have something. <laughs> so we're about to... Uh, boom out on the A. Yeah, you? yeah. Okay. You got to set yourself apart. <laughs> <clears throat> so this is a, like early 67. Okay. So uh, Los Angeles music scene, like their contemporaries would have been The Doors, right. The Birds, Buffalo yep. Springfield, yep. Love. Now, most people have heard of... The bands I just listed. Indeed. Not so much Penny Arcade. Not even a little. Not even a little. <laughs> Reason being, yeah. uh, those aforementioned bands yeah. would spend a lot of their time playing shows. Right. Going on tour. Yep. Penny Arcade, however, were spending their time recording an album mm-hmm. being produced by Mr. Naismith right. of the Monkees. Okay. And hacking away at this album. Mm-hmm. It never was released. Yes, it was in 2004. 
Oh, so like a 40-year turnaround time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone dug it out of a stinky basement and... It's good, but yeah, it, right. it was it was finished. I but, guess the key um, to being a successful band is to get heard. Is that is that step one? That's a big part of it. Have music. Have music. Okay. Be heard. Right. And so they were they were not doing that. Apparently not. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I suppose they were being heard in a in a sense of Mike Naismith walking into offices and sort right. of optioning them to whoever he could, but yeah. no one was biting. Okay, okay. For whatever reason. Oh, okay, okay. So it's not like the album took forever. They finished it, but then there were I no I don't takers. think it was a question of that. Like, I don't think it was like they were making this stupid masterpiece. Yeah, right, just, right. Just nobody was interested. As far, yeah, as far as their contemporaries, they were good. Yeah. Average. Right. Nothing exceptional. No Simon and Garfunkel. You got that right. Was that, are they contemporary? When was Simon and Garfunkel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Around sure. that time. Sure. Like New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Like folky. But yeah, for sure. Cool. For sure. Yeah, for gotcha, sure. For gotcha, sure. Gotcha. You're, you're in there. You yeah, got it. Right, you got it. Right, right. So. I know um, some things. You know things. That's a second example, I think. <laughs> I'm impressed that you said those two words. And, you know, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> um, so all this time, Craig Smith is still writing songs and still soliciting songs and, and not doing too bad of a job. So right. there's one song of his called Salesman that the Monkees recorded and released. And, okay. Uh, not too bad of a hit with that. And then other artists of the time that no one really remembers, uh, Heather McRae being one. Oh, yeah, Heather McRae. Yeah. You don't know Heather McRae? Big fan? No. Okay. I've never heard I that never before in my life. She had like <laughs> one single I checked on. Discussing. Okay. Didn't do much. But Fair enough. Probably a one-hit wonder. But he okay. wrote the song. Sure. <laughs> Great. So... Uh, he's not doing too bad. Oh, and um, so back to Penny Arcade. Yeah. Uh, they were pushing this song Country Girl. They thought it was going to be their big hit. Right. No one thought so until uh, Glenn Campbell, Mr. Rhinestone Cowboy. Yeah. Mr. Wichita Line Man recorded and released a version of Country Girl. Yeah. So this wouldn't happen until 1971. Oh. But it happened. Still. So. That's good to know. Not too bad. Yeah. So Also kind of a bummer though. Yeah. Like, this is our, this is a great, we're going to kill it with this one. Right. And they don't, but someone else does. Someone else does. Thanks. Great. I mean, it's kind of like. It's like kissing your sister. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. It's not a great. Like, you're, you're kissing someone, but it's not. Exactly. Rather not. Okay. That's, yeah. It's like. (laughs) People still say that. The most strained clap. Whenever they heard the song played live, they're like. I wrote that. Yeah. I'm the real hero. (laughs) The guy behind the guy. Yeah. But that's basically what he is. He's right. a guy who's successful. He's he can walk down the street and no one's going to turn their head except right. maybe like, hey, wasn't he in the good times? Yeah, right, right. But um, within the industry, he's not doing too shabby. Sounds at all. like there's he's, no way to screw this up. It's going pretty good. Yeah, it's going pretty good. So he eventually leaves Penny Arcade, mm-hmm. and uh, we're in 1968 now. Um, goes into business with his dad, running a bar. Okay. Not much uh, comes of that. Sure. Late 1968 sees him associating with the Manson family. Are you familiar? Is, yeah, that sounds like things might be taking a turn. Things are taking a turn. Okay. Uh, although. Uh, For those unfamiliar with the Manson family, we're not talking about Marilyn Manson. We're not talking about Marilyn Manson. We're, we're talking, talking about Charles Manson. Yeah. And, uh, hey, what did he do? Well... He uh, convinced some uh, very suggestible uh, hippie type people to uh, murder his a band? bunch of people. Oh, and, murder people uh, in a very brutal, horrific way. Oh, 
And he went to jail for that. Great. So, so kind of guy you want to have a barbecue with. Yeah. Kind of guy you want to be hanging out with. And cool, 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 yeah, cool, cool, yeah, yeah. cool. But let's see how this goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At the time, though, musicians were hanging out with this guy because prior to these horrific things that he carried out, he was trying himself to break into the music industry. Right. So infamously, uh, Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys was good right. buddies. You know, he's palling around with the Manson family and Beach Boys actually recorded one of his songs. Yeah. So that's kind of funny. Neil Young also has some uh, tales of, oh yeah, Charlie Manson was around. Yeah. Just thought he was a weird guy, but not the weirdest guy probably. Imagine those studio sessions. (laughs) Charlie, you are killing it. (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Just you wait. (laughs) Just you wait, man. <laughs> so, we talk. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> so he's he's hanging out with Charlie. Okay. Um, he's also uh, developing an interest in Eastern philosophy okay. and transcendental meditation. All right, which was very in vogue at the time, thanks cool. to the Beatles and the Beach Boys. And ah, yes. All the answers were in the East. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, he decides to go traveling. Okay. Now to Florida. No. All right. A little further. Okay. So we're looking South towards... South Florida? South... Mm, I'm thinking east. Okay. Thinking across the ocean. Okay. I'm thinking India. All right. Now... I was kind uh, of hoping you wouldn't say India. Well, uh, it's going to be... Nothing India. wrong against India, but I just... I know what know what happened to the Beatles in India. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty dumb. Yeah. Um, so drugs. Okay. Were popular. Right. At the time. Yep. Did Craig Smith do drugs? Well, apparently he... Perhaps in moderation. Perhaps at first in moderation. Okay. He liked to smoke small amounts of marijuana with his buddies. Okay. By 1968, he was experimenting with LSD. Okay. During his travels... Yeah. He took LSD on a regular basis... Oh, and smoked copious amounts of hashish. Oh, good. So, in a bit of a fog... Which is what you uh, want to do in a foreign what, country. Which is what you want to do in a foreign country, yeah. especially when you decide to travel to India alone <laughs> with just a guitar and a backpack. Right. What a romantic notion. Just asking for directions hopped out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. like, can you get me back to Earth, <laughs> <Come> man? On, <laughs> <laughs> so I can have a conversation with it? <laughs> <laughs> the Earth. <laughs> so he set off to find the so-called hippie trail. Okay. Which is sidebar. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> it's a thing, I guess. Baby Trail is a thing. Okay. So it's a name given to a journey taken by uh, members of the beat and hippie subculture. Okay. From the mid 50s to the late 70s. All right. And it was between Europe and South Asia, mainly through Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, India, and Nepal. Okay. So it was a journey of enlightenment, mm. many, many believed it to be. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of beards and circular sunglasses on this trail? Beards and just wishy-washy white people. Gotcha. Who, you know, think all, all the answers are in the the mystical, mysterious okay. East. Sounds good. Yeah. So there was a network of uh, hotels, restaurants, and cafes right. geared specifically towards these these people, yep. these seekers mm-hmm. who are traveling on the cheap. Yep. Um, and the hippie trail largely ended in the late seventies, right after the Iranian Revolution, yep. and the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan 
close the route to Western travelers. Yeah, I guess it would do that. It's funny you were saying those names, and I'm like, this can't still be a route. I think it was quite a different environment back then. Yeah, probably. I'm guessing. Probably. It's you not what we know it to be now. No, you look at pictures of like, you didn't say Lebanon, but when you look at, look at pictures of like Iran from the 50s, different yeah. place. Yeah. Different place than not now. Not a war-torn, uh, no. sad, sadness place. Yeah, especially Afghanistan. Right. Yeah. Not the best. Nope. But maybe it's maybe there's parts of it that are still great for sure, and we just get what we get from the news. And just no hippie trail going through it. No anymore. hippie trail. Yep. Which is with a bad idea from the start. So yep. Maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> and harsh their buzz. Oh, God. So he arrives in Turkey in October '68. Yep. Via Austria or Greece. Okay. Uh, he befriended some fellow Western travelers in mm-hmm. Istanbul, and off they went in a VW van. Perfect. Couldn't be better. Flowers on it. <laughs> you better believe it. Okay. <laughs> if not, I'm pissed off. <laughs> so their destination is Delhi. Okay. So there's a few mishaps, nothing major, right. some car trouble. Sure. They end up in Afghanistan. Okay. At this point, Craig Smith decides to leave his companions and stay alone in Kandahar for a few days while they go on to Kabul. Right. And they all plan to meet in Kabul at some point. Right. Soon. And that just... <laughs> It's coming back to like different time because you're saying all these names that now. <laughs> it's like I'm talking about San Francisco. Exactly. And, yeah. now, now, like now, these city names come up in a very different context. Uh-huh. You don't. You don't. You're not going to vacation in in Kabul. No. You, no. It. You'd be dead in a second. Exactly. Or so just having a miserable time. Uh, it's just yeah. It's f- amazing how much the world can change. Yeah. In not really in that not much time. Long. Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's crazy. But yeah, that's what was happening then. Yeah. Weird. So he never did join them in Kabul. How come? Well, when his companions returned to Kandahar a few months later, okay, they heard rumors that Smith had gone crazy, quote, right. uh, running through the market with a knife, threatening people okay. before disappearing. It eventually became apparent that after threatening the market vendor... Smith had been beaten close to death okay. and robbed and possibly kidnapped and raped. Oof. So not a good situation anywhere. Things are taking a turn. As far as a location? Yeah. Very poor. Right. Like provocatively poor. No, yeah. that <laughs> Things are not going well for Smith at this no, point. No, there's no calling mom to pick you up. Oh, God. You're no, they're really off the grid. Okay. Well, this couldn't possibly get worse. Well, (laughs) it's been good up to this point. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, It's possible that he spent some time in an an Afghan insane asylum where he is thought to have developed acute schizophrenia. Okay. So as far as I know, Mm -hmm. uh, if you suffer from schizophrenia, psychotropic drugs... Are not a good idea. Not a good idea. No, my my wife actually teaches on this stuff. She has oh, okay. a PhD in psychology, and uh, yeah, if you uh, if you have a condition or you're predisposed to a condition where you already have a tenuous grasp on reality, <laughs> maybe don't take a drug whose purpose is to give you a tenuous grasp on reality. <laughs> <laughs> don't double down. No, don't do it. And maybe even those symptoms might have come out way later in your life. Right. Or never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it can act as a trigger as, as as far as I know. Yeah, that's that's my understanding. Right. Uh, so that could be what was at play here. Yeah. Who knows? But Right. You know. Uh, so 
he returned to the USA in late 68 or early 69. Right. Um, which is surprising, but he got out right. somehow. Yeah. Uh, initially living back with his parents and possibly institutionalized and medicated for a short period. Okay. So by this time, he was using the name Maitreya Kali. All right. Which is a long jog from Craig Smith. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and he attended... He intended for this to be his legal name, though he wouldn't actually change it until 1971. Okay. So he did legally change his name. Right, okay, apparently. yeah. Um, however, still money coming in from his successful songwriting efforts, so... Uh, right. Oh, so he's making money this whole time. He's doing all right. Okay. He's, still, he's coasting, <laughs> but he's doing okay. Right. Um, so at this point, he decides to travel through South America for a bit. More traveling. More traveling. Great. Didn't learn his lesson. Let's see how this goes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the traveling, not so much, but there's trouble brewing at home. Okay, fair enough. So uh, during this period, his girlfriend left him. Okay. And then they reunited after returning from South America. All right. Then they became engaged. Hey. Then the engagement ended. Oh. At which point he ripped up his fiance's wedding dress. (laughs) Okay. As you do. Sure. (laughs) They reconnected once more. (laughs) Sewed it back up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sewed it back up. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Briefly, then ended their relationship for good when Smith violently threatened one of her male friends. Oh, okay. So that'll do it. He's coming a little uh, apart at the seams. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah. Seems like we're getting a little bit, uh, a little far away from the uh, guitar playing teenager with the heart of, with the voice of gold. Yeah. The the good time singers is becoming a a little dot in the rearview mirror. Right. So 1970-ish, he claimed to have mystical powers. All right. He thought he was a messiah. Sure. He prophesied that he would be king of the world by 2000. Did he do it? (laughs) Not so much. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. No. Oh, okay. Uh, he claimed to be the reincarnation of Jesus, Buddha, right. and Hitler. Interesting combination. Yeah. I kind of want to hear that joke. <laughs> walk into a bar. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I walked into a bar. <laughs> and so did Jesus, Buddha, and Hitler. Yeah. Uh, he claimed voices were telling him to kill people. Hmm. At this point... People are starting to notice. Now they notice. Now they notice. Wasn't during the trip to India. Wasn't during... Man, they were all in their Tearing own, up his... Okay. You know, hippie trails. That's fair. So, <laughs> right. So they kind of took a break from whatever and were like, hey, Craig's acting a little strange. Craig said he's going to be the king of the world? <laughs> yeah. So... So one of them actually obtained a restraining order against him. Okay. One of his friends. Right. Uh, his appearance at this point would shift from unkempt with long hair right. and a wild beard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. To shaven head and wearing robes, not unlike a Buddhist monk. <laughs> That's not a good... Because I feel like when you're unkempt, you're it's pretty it's easy to be unkempt, right? right. You just don't cut your All hair, you do don't shave, nothing. like don't take a bath. Yeah. When you go for like shaved head, like no body hair, no hair on your head, uh-huh. robes, like now you're now, trying to look like this. Exactly. And that's like now you're onto something. So it's like you're that's when the flag goes up. <laughs> that's when the flag <laughs> is waving. Yeah. All is not well. Yeah. So uh, at this point, he he, he uh, visited uh, Heather McRae, who I yep. mentioned yep. earlier, One Hit Wonder. He, yep. he wrote a song for her. Mm-hmm. So he visited her at her place, um, and he was asked to leave, 
by Heather's sister's husband okay. after he woke up to find Craig Smith standing over their bed with a knife. Nope, 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 <laughs> nope, 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 nope. That is the exact reason I'm never going to see Paranormal Activity. <laughs> I saw that trailer. Uh, it was 10 years ago now, and yeah. it's when I first moved into my apartment with my girlfriend, now wife. Right. Uh, and I saw that trailer and like for the next week I waited <laughs> to make sure that she would fall asleep before me <laughs> just just so that like, like I wouldn't accidentally wake up to her standing at the base of the God. bed staring at me if for some reason it is a terrifying notion just that right because you're asleep and they're not doing anything they're just watching you right it's it's uh, it's, it's, it's creepy and, it, and like since then I've gotten into like horror movies like I love Hereditary is like one of my favorite certainly my favorite horror movie possibly one of my favorite movies right. so it's not like the horror movie as, as a concept intense. but Paranormal Activity never gonna watch it <laughs> because of that one scene right so bring a knife into that equation nope don't Jeez. wanna Jeez. can't, can't make Louise. me do, get out of my house is what so he was asked to leave you gotcha <laughs> perfect that's exactly what I would do yeah it's a normal <laughs> reaction not politely uh, yeah <laughs> Uh, the bums rush, mm. really. Mm-hmm. So between 1971 and 72, right. he wrote, recorded, and self-released two albums as Satya Sai Maitreya Kali. All right. Uh, and those albums were Apache and okay. Inca, respectively. All right. Uh, and both albums contain songs from the Penny Arcade recording sessions from a few years prior. Okay. Um, along with his own contemporary compositions mm. of the time, which mm-hmm. were mainly him and acoustic guitar, right, and not much else. So it's it's a it's a combination of you know upbeat psychedelic rock, and then his his acoustic stuff, right. How do you think these albums sounded as but far did, as like performance right. and and yeah. Well, given everything you've said, if I had to shoot from the hip, I'd say uh, first word comes to mind is jittery. Um, (laughs) Unhinged also seems to be coming up a lot, so I would say unhinged. Uh, Probably not particularly well done. Okay. I'd I'd imagine the equivalent of the scribblings of a madman. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll tell you, to look at the album art, you would be right on the money. Okay. You couldn't be more wrong. Really? They're awesome. Okay. He can sing, he can play, and like what you're describing <laughs> yeah. has, has happened on a much more well-known level. Like, okay. like Sid Barrett from Pink Floyd had a very similar sort of, he was doing good and then psychedelic and drugs and freak out and whatever, probably right. had schizophrenia, but he released two uh, solo albums too. Okay. And they're pretty much exactly what you just described. Right. Like there's moments that are good, but it's like... This guy is not the same guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, these uh, Matreya Kali albums are yeah. great. Like the singing is beautiful. The songs are really pretty, and huh. they they said they they've got to be recorded in a studio. Okay. like I said, he you know he he had he had the funds to uh, make it happen. There's He's even dead. a song on with with, with uh, Mike Love of the Beach Boys on it. Now, wow. Now, it's a recording of them in the control room listening to a demo oh, okay. of one of his songs sure. and they're sort of talking about it. Right. So it's kind of weird. Right. But it just shows like he's hanging out with the Beach Boys. Right, yeah. So, still got um, it. Um, still got it. Um, uh, but yeah, like I said, the the the, the look of these things is right. insane. <laughs> it, it's clearly the art is homemade like these are self-released and you really can't make out much when you're looking on Discogs yeah. on the pictures, but the, apparently the liner notes uh, contain uh, elements of his belief system at the okay. time, which was 
pretty cracked. So I wonder if that, like, that's kind of interesting to me from a, like, the way the human mind works perspective, because it sounds like, uh, it's like you can have, you, you have, like, this aspect that's almost like, uh, I guess, I guess, like, muscle memory, where you can, you can have the, maybe the part of your mind that governs personality. Yeah. Coming completely unhinged, yeah. as it seems to be in yeah. this case, king bit. of the king of the world by twenty two thousand. <laughs> Jesus, um, Hitler. But then, like, you put a guitar in his hand and he starts singing, and Still it's like it. using a completely different part of his mind, and it just like locks in. It's just like, what is this the same person? Right. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's it's not even a mental, like a tangible mental thing. Otherwise, yeah. It's, yeah, it's more like muscle memory, like just. Uh, yeah. I, I sort of uh, equated it with the uh, athletes, like right. particular boxers, where they say like the last thing you lose is your punch. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. it's just this gift that you've got. Yeah, it's it's in there. That's in there. You can just tap into it. Right. Huh. So, that's cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited those. to hear those. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're impossible to find. Like he he he. You know, he didn't release it in a in a real real sense. Like right. when I say release, they were mainly distributed to his friends. Okay. And sold on the street. Uh, but they are both on YouTube in okay. full, so you can check them out. They're great. I will do that. <clears throat> yeah. And we'll link them. And we'll link them. Um, so into 73, his mental health problems persist. Mm. So some things of note in 1973. He okay. sold his car with the intention of going to Ethiopia. Oh, right. I'm not sure if he made it. Okay. Uh, he challenged a friend to a duel to the death with samurai swords. Do you have any training in the way of the samurai? <laughs> There's been no, <laughs> there's been no mention of <laughs> okay. samurai up to this point, fair so enough. I'm going to so say nair. All right, fair, fair <laughs> but enough. But he challenged fair him, enough. and I'm guessing that didn't happen. Okay. Uh, he had a small black spider tattooed in the middle of his fucking forehead. <laughs> well, I mean, not unlike Charles Manson's swastika. Oh, right. I mean, at, if nothing else, it shows his ability to commit. Yeah, as anyone <laughs> with a facial tattoo can demonstrate. Yeah, not not faking it. <laughs> nope. And and like apparently this was sort of an apocryphal or thought to be thing, like a bit of an urban legend about because right. he'd been becoming more and more infamous. Like, oh, and he's got a spider tattoo. But there is a picture, and it's a mugshot. But oh. he's got it right. Boom! There it is in, in his forehead. And there's actually a track on one of his albums where he's it's like the last track on the album. He's, it's just him describing to someone how he's going to get this tattoo and right. what it is and what it means. It's a lot of <laughs> a lot of strained conversations after that tattoo. It's like, dude, why won't why won't you why look at me? Look me in the eyes when you talk to me, man. I can't. I, I, I can't. can't do it. I I just I've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, April seventy three, he attacked his mother at the family home. Okay. Uh, he was sentenced in November of that year to six months to life. For a wide charge range. of assault, okay, wide range. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is really bad or not that bad. Yeah, this is possibly a slap on the wrist yeah. or go away forever because yeah. you're a danger to society. Yeah. Uh, it was suggested by the judge to seek intense medical and psychiatric treatment. Mm -hmm. uh, so he goes to jail in June '76. He okay. was granted parole. Yeah, at the fourth attempt, and he was released. Okay. So three years yeah. in the slammer. Not good. No. Uh, and I'm thinking that was the thing that really derailed his life. It can't, it can't help. It can't and that's, help. we don't need to get into a big philosophical policy discussion of it, but like <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people that have like mental issues and putting them in jail doesn't make things oh, better. Oh, the idea of rehabilitation. Yeah. yeah it just I doesn't mean, make it better. No. So, so he, he is, he is swallowed up by the system and yeah. then spat out. Yeah. And you know, as a result, he spent 
his remaining years either in mental hospitals or homeless. No. So not good. No. Uh, I'm assuming in the LA area, but no one really knows. Um, right. He's, he claimed to be writing and recording music this whole the whole time. Right. There's some evidence of that uh, as late as 1994 with a song called Waves, which okay. came out last year on a compilation of his music. And again, right. it's not... Like, but I figured by this time it would be a rambling mess. Like right. We're talking like 30 years later. Yeah. It's still fun. Like, it's not still amazing, right. but it's good. Still got it. Still got it. He's playing, That's... he's singing his voice. He sounds a little older, but right. yeah. That makes me think of, have you seen those videos of um, like Alzheimer's patients no. where they're essentially catatonic, like they're unresponsive, right. n- uh, nothing. Uh, like there's no interaction with the outside world, but then... Um, somebody will come and start singing a song oh, to them. I that they've seen those. Yeah. And they just like light up yeah. and they start singing along and like tapping along. So yeah. Yeah. it's again, like you have that track of your mind that's intact that you that's can right. use and you have access to, but everything Amen. else can be kind of burning around you. Mm-hmm. Music is it's very interesting. powerful and magical. Yeah. yeah. Um, so where are we here? Uh, various run-ins on the law, various run-ins with the law. By the early 2000s, his ramblings, quote, had moved from Eastern philosophy to aliens. All right. Uh, Craig Smith died on March 16th, 2012. His family declined to collect his ashes. They were eventually collected by Mike Stacks. Okay. Now, Mike Stacks is a journalist and a musician. Yeah. He spent 15 years from 2001 yeah. to 2016 writing a biography on Craig Smith. Oh, cool. Uh, he was never able to successfully track him down, but I think the book sort of documents that journey right. of trying to meet the man. Right. But along the way, he learned all this stuff. That's... I think where I got most of the information yeah. comes from this book. Yeah. So it's called Swim Through the Darkness, My Search for Craig Smith mm-hmm. and the Mystery of Matreya Kali. Check it out if you want Check to know more. And that's all I got to say about Craig Smith. That sounds like a tragic Tuesday. Indeed. A great start to these mini episodes. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, that... a guy with a lot going for him, a lot of promise and just went down a bad road it's and a... probably, you know, mental health issues. Oh, for sure. We're... A big factor in that. Yeah, but that's that's a big arc. Yeah, big <laughs> yeah. time. It's it's the sort of the uh, the side of that '60s hippie psychedelic experience you don't hear too much yeah, about. Yeah, but for every you know beautiful experience, there's uh, a tragedy of uh, you know yeah. e- equal uh, impact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, and that was our first tragedy Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, uh, and uh, yeah. the song. Oh, yeah. Is, right. Uh, yeah. Is just well, one of the songs from sure. his uh, his solo album. His okay. Second. Uh, no, it was his first uh, solo album, Apache, and the song is Silk and Ivory. And okay. It's lovely. All right. So check it out. Probably hearing some right now. Probably hearing right now. All right. Well, like I said, tragic. That was a tragic Tuesday. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you like what you heard, please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen. Uh, if you do use iTunes, it'd be super helpful if you went on there and gave us a review. Oh. Uh, review. While you're at it, might as well make it five stars. Get five stars. You could do four, but five's like a nice. If you're gonna do four, you might as well do five. Go for an even number, five. If you're gonna do one, <clears> don't <throat> do it at all. <laughs> but anywhere from three to five, just do five. Yeah, just yeah. just do five. Just do five. Because that'll help us uh, get some exposure, get more people listening, and that would be great. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at this disaster pod, and we're on Facebook too. 
Uh, and we'll be back next week for another major disaster. There's a Facebook too. Uh, Facebook is. See you guys. Facebook as well. End of the joke. Yeah. <laughs>